Hello, this is Reverend Raymond Kaufman, pastor of the Log Cabin Community Church in Vinings, Georgia. Welcome to our podcast. This week, the words came to me, the world needs more peace. I keep thinking about peace, and I did a little study in the Hebrew word, which I love, shalom. And shalom is a greeting when someone's coming to see you, and it also is a blessing and a farewell when someone's leaving. Let's talk a little bit about that word shalom today. The Hebrew word shalom refers to peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, welfare, tranquility, soundness, health, safety, and prosperity. Those are 10 different aspects of one word. I think it's amazing. As I've looked at the word shalom and the word peace, I've tried to make some contrast. There are two different types of peace. One is a Roman peace, and the other is Hebrew. One can dictate peace. One can tell someone that they have to live in peace or to be peaceful. But shalom, the Hebrew word, is a mutual agreement. It's when two people have decided and are living together in a peaceful arrangement. One can make a peace treaty, governments can sign a peace treaty and and try to get countries and nations and cultures and people to get along. But shalom is a little bit more authentic type of a peace. It's the condition of peace itself. Peace can be very partial, but shalom is complete. Let's talk a little bit about that. First of all, let's talk about peace within individuals. You know, the human mind is made up of the capacity to think, use our brain, to plan, and to evaluate matters. And with that gift that we have, we're able to look into the future, and we're also able to look back to the past. Many of us, me included, when I look back to the past, I say things like, oh, why did that happen to me? Or why did I do that foolish thing? And then sometimes we have that ability to look into the future and then We get troubled with worry and with fear and say, what's going to happen in the future? What's going to come of this? Often, we do live with fear and uncertainties. And when we live in the past, we can become fearful or regretful. When we live in the future, we're not living then in the now. And we're not being mindful of today. And I think when we're living in today and we're living in the now, we have more peace in our life. In the Old Testament book of Isaiah, we read these words. That will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. You know, what we have going in our mind reflects what's going on in our heart and in our soul. And if we're not feeling at peace, a lot of times it does start in our mind. It is a peace from God that only God can give. A perfect peace refers to shalom. We are transformed, Scripture says in the book of Romans, by the renewing of our mind. So when we're having trouble with peace, let's start with our mind and let's say, and let's say, how can peace start in my mind and then kind of work its way down to my heart? How do we do this? When we feel anxious, nervous, we don't feel peaceful, first thing to do is number one is acknowledge it. Acknowledge what is going on in your body, in your mind. The second thing is to stop and be mindful and pray. Pray for peace 
and pray for wisdom as to what's happening in your mind and in your life. And then number three is to act. What changes can we take place in our own self to be more peaceful? Jesus said these profound words, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. What a wonderful, powerful statement that Jesus came to give us peace. He wants us to be peaceful. Let's compare a little bit of peace versus anxiety. The wonderful evangelist here in the United States, who's actually had a ministry worldwide, the evangelist Billy Graham, who's now passed away, he said these words many years ago, but they're very profound for 2024. He said this, many of you are filled with a thousand anxieties. Bring them to Jesus Christ by faith. I am learning in my own life day by day to keep my mind centered on Christ. The worries and anxieties and concerns of the world and nothing but perfect peace is left in the human heart. He agrees. Peace starts in our minds when we're centered on Christ. And perfect peace then comes as a result of that in our human heart. Oh, we live in a world of anxiety, don't we? There's all kind of crazy things that are going on. Change sometimes is difficult. Um, Yesterday, I was out shopping on a Saturday afternoon. I was in a busy area where there was lots of cars and everyone was so anxious trying to find a parking spot. And I was just trying to get out. I turned around very carefully. I thought I knew where I was and I bumped into someone's fender. The guy got out of the car. He was smiling, put his hands up in the air and he said, eh, no problem. Let's just go on with our lives. (laughs) He was so peaceful that, you know, he taught me that sometimes we do make mistakes, but you know, what a wonderful gift of grace he gave that, hey, it's no problem. Perfect peace can be found found in our minds and in our emotions, our will, our body, our relationships, and our circumstances. You know, it's difficult sometimes to have peace in our relationships. Last week, we spoke about forgiveness. And a lot of times, life circumstances are difficult. But peace really does affect our whole being, body, mind, and spirit. It's wholeness in mental health, in our emotional stability, and our physical well-being. It affects all parts of us. So peace and living in peace is very important. But you may say, what happens when life's storms come our way? Perfect peace cannot be broken by life's storms. True peace grows deeper with the challenges and the trials of life. Life does throw us some fastballs sometimes, doesn't it? But the quiet state of the heart depends on God and not on those circumstances. Can we live above our circumstances? That even if we bump someone's bumper in the parking lot, we can live above that and still have peace in our life. The Lord desires to give peace to the emotional part of us too, and that's within our heart, our very core of our being and also in the intellectual part of us in our mind. When we read the Sermon on the Mount and we read the words that Christ was sharing with those around him, he encouraged us as Christians to be peacemakers. So the first part of our message is how we can be more peaceful, how we can incorporate peace in our lives, and then to take that peace and to share it with others to be peacemakers. 
Peacemakers are not folks that are just taking one side and pushing their agenda. But I think peacemakers are someone who comes in the middle and with a peaceful and holy attitude helps people come together, even in that conflict. Peacemakers play a vital role to confront one another, sometimes justly and honestly, and to help people get along together. Peace is made by joint efforts. So when everyone is working together, peace is attainable. Peace with God precedes peace with oneself. When we have peace with God, then we can help others live in a more peaceful existence. I read this quote this week, and it really spoke to me. It goes like this. How often do you put your need to be right ahead of peace? You know, I had a situation this week where I felt like I was so right, and it really bothered me, and it robbed me of my peace. And when I read this, it really was was so opening for me to realize even I don't always have to be right. Maybe me taking a step back, I can bring more peace to those situations. Three things as we conclude today. God offers peace with God. He offers the peace of God. And he offers peace with each other. My prayer for you as you're able to incorporate peace in your life. And as you incorporate peace in your life, the peace of God and peace with God, then you're able to share that peace with others and to be a true peacemaker. My prayer for you is a peaceful week and a peaceful life. Thank you. God bless you. Shalom. Shalom.